This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. Books, hardcovers, paperbacks, novels, books. What the heck is going on? This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we're back. We're hurtling towards the finale of season eight, Chris. Can, can you feel it? Can you feel the, the momentum that we're gaining? I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Also, I almost forgot my line, and my line is my name. <laughs> Didn't you? Were you just caught off guard because I, sho- I shoved you in there so fa- fast? I just nope, I was fully in. prepared. You said, I'm Jeremy Greer, and I wanted to say, hey, Jeremy, good, uh, hi. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I have lost my train of thought now. Wow. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I for, ruined it. For, for abusing me on this one. Um, so we're here to talk about season eight. Um, I guess before we get into, uh, any admin or anything, I just want to say how much I like this episode. Um, there's a, couple, a good episode. There's a couple of good twists. There's, um, just, just a lot of fun stuff happens. There's also, mm-hmm. and it's not, it doesn't ever get mentioned, I don't think, but there's a guy named Eon, <laughs> I-O-N. Yeah, what? That guy's fucking hard as shit. Bring him back. <laughs> that's, that's a little fucking weird. Uh, but I, <laughs> I kind of just love that dude's name. Um, yeah. Before we get too far, let's, let's thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, the most recent one was Kaylee. Thank you, Kaylee, for jumping in. Thank uh, you, Kaylee. I think Kaylee's been listening to us for a long time, according to our Instagram. She's, I think she's now catching up, if I'm remembering correctly, but I might have you mixed up with somebody else. I'm sorry, Kaylee. Whoever you are, we love you. We love you. We thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> also, Kaylee signed up because she can get episodes early. She can get exclusive episodes of the podcast. Uh, during the month of December, if you join up at the $5 or, or more tier, we're going to send you a little present. We're going to send you a cool koozie. Or a huggy, or a collapsible mm-hmm. can insulator, if you will, mm-hmm. to make sure mm-hmm. I'm specifying that very well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, g- definitely go check all of that stuff out. It's a cool yeah. place to be. Uh, Chris, before we get into the main part of the episode, can you remind us what's been happening in season eight so far? Well, I can certainly do my best. Last time on Supernatural, gamer girl Charlie stumbled upon Carver Edlund's real-life Winchester fanfiction, and the realities stressed upon her were so intense she just had to drop everything and track down the boys. Nipple play? Gigantic darts? <laughs> gigantic darks? I don't know about darts. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> Nipple play? Gigantic darks? Smamford and big kicks? Nauseous from all the things she's learned, Charlie joins the boys on a side quest and finally gets the chance to confront her own metaplot with the help of Dean. Meanwhile, Kevin is still missing and Sam is all out of... <laughs> Jesus and Sam is all out of nut, nut to blood, blood to nut. Oh my God, get it together, Chris. Sam is all out of blood to nut. Worn out from the first two trials, it seems unlikely that BKS will ever kick again, and there's still one more trial to go. That one was excruciating. I got, I just got to say it. This week we're going to be talking about season eight, episode twenty-one, "The Great Escapist." It was written by Ben Ben Edlund, woohoo! Directed by Woo. Robert Duncan McNeil. This aired on whoa. May 1st, 2013. Feeling lucky tonight? 
<laughs> when Sam and Dean receive a distressing <laughs> video message from Kevin Tran, they set about trying to uncover the third trial. The boys make a discovery that sends them to a casino in Colorado to find a mysterious recluse who may be able to fill in the holes in Kevin's research. Meanwhile, Crowley is on a winning streak. Castiel tries to elude Naomi and the angels hunting him. You know, you get like four seconds of casino vibe in this, but the whole like description makes it feel like you're going to be in Las Vegas the entire time. Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Don't under, like, it's, it's weird. That Crowley is on a winning streak. Excuse me. What is happening here? Somebody was having fun. Somebody was having fun writing Somebody that. Somebody was having a little too much fun writing that. Chris, was this yeah, you? Yeah. Were you writing hey, this? Hey, hey. I, I, you know, credit where credit's due. <laughs> So uh, um, we're going to start out and with our with our kind of our catch up thing, which basically reminds us that Castiel is on the run. Uh, D, excuse me, Sam is two out of three trials in and is not feeling very well. Kevin is mm-hmm. on the run, and uh, and we and we show up and Ke- we we find out where Kevin's been for all this time. He's been yeah. on the safe houseboat, right? And that's obviously our first indicator that something is wrong. But walking into this episode, I started to think, okay. Did I first of all did I miss something? <laughs> was Kevin actually fine this whole time and I did I just forgot? And then second, is this a flashback? And then third, okay, obviously something something's wacky is going on here. But what really sold it isn't is it coming up for another minute or two. But yeah, we see Kevin on the houseboat mm-hmm. doing his thing, and then there's a knock at the door. Um Kevin goes to answer the door, uh, and it's Dean saying, It's me. Um when Kevin <laughs> Kevin opens it. Uh, blast Dean with the with the holy water. Yep. To which Dean says, "Now it's wet me." Um, <laughs> Good job, Dean. <laughs> somebody taught this Dean. Is, somebody taught Dean adjectives at some point in season eight. I yeah, really like it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sam and Dean are here, and they're coming to check on Kevin. Um, and the first thing, if if Kevin being here wasn't weird enough on its own, the first thing that seemed strange to me was how much Sam was smiling. <laughs> He's like, this motherfucker doesn't smile like we that. We haven't seen either one of these boys this happy in a long time. Uh, yeah. I think it's notable, too, that Kevin chides them for forgetting the secret handshake. Uh, or, or, excuse me, the secret, secret knock. Secret yeah. knock. Uh, but yeah, like this seems a little weird. I actually, when you said like you were kind of confused about this. I actually went back to see if I had skipped an episode somehow. I was like, wait a minute. Did, it, or did yeah. I jump ahead by accident? What are you doing, Netflix? Yeah. Um, this, this ain't right. Uh, but they're they're basically saying like, hey, we found the other side of the tablet. Like, here, here it is. Uh, <laughs> Good and, news, Kevin. Here you go. And uh, like when they call, they say something weird. Like, we knew what Crowley was going to be doing. So we, we caught him in the act and we got the tablet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want to go get that other side of the tablet at any point, that'd be pretty cool, too. <laughs> That'd be also, that'd be like super dope and chill. Extremely <laughs> dope if you wanted to go do that, <laughs> please. Uh, Kevin's like, extremely dope and chill. That's not how <laughs> Sam talks. <laughs> That's not how anybody talks. <laughs> Nobody says extremely dope and chill. And we uh, say that, I guess. Especially not on Supernatural. Uh, yeah. But they, uh, and, and Kevin is just like, no, I don't really need it. I've got all my notes. I'll just continue working on this new tablet so we can figure out what the third trial is. Uh, Sam and Dean leave, and as they walk towards the camera, you can kind of tell something's going to happen. And they walk through some magic field, I guess. What do you What do you think mm-hmm. this is? Like, I mean, I yeah, it's like a uh, uh, like a hologram portal 
thing. Yeah. I don't know. You walk out of it and it's like walking off a movie set. So they walk out of a fucking Stargate portal is what it kind of looks yeah. like. The, yeah. the old Stargate movie. Uh, but as they do, they turn into like just two normal guys dressed as Sam and regular, Dean. regular fellas. Yeah, yeah. Just regularly sized, you know, men <laughs> just, you know, like five and foot seven. Nobody guys. ever looks more average than when juxtaposed to Sam and Dean. I know, <laughs> and these like, guys who moments ago wearing these same clothes were uh, hunky guys are now just regular <laughs> men. <laughs> they say the man makes the clues, and in this case, I agree. <laughs> These men definitely yeah. make this flannel. That's for, that's a hundred percent for sure. <laughs> um, but they're they're in like like you said, they're in the kind of like the behind the scenes of a movie set thing. Crowley's got Crowley sitting in a director's chair. He's got like a crew monitoring cameras that are set up. I guess it's watching Kevin work. Uh, and it's in this like old abandoned theater, which seemed like really weird. There's some weird like mm-hmm. sets, a lot of weird episode. stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he chides them for not being authentic enough. He said they're going to have to go practice their their Sam and Dean because they're not pulling it off quite 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 well. Yeah. Um. This is silly and weird. For some reason, I'm okay with it because it yeah. just it's just fun. Like like Crowley is good all the time yes <laughs> what he is acting uh and this is just like it's so far out but i could see this happening because crowley knows and i mean kevin's gonna say it later but crowley knows that he can't torture kevin into doing anything did crowley already kill kevin's mom i i mean i don't like he says he did yeah. uh he says he's he, got, he kevin's got nothing kevin. left to lose basically yeah. but i don't i don't know that we have confirmation on that all we have no. is crowley's word and I don't know if I don't know if Mrs. Tran shows up for the rest of the the, the season, so we'll, we'll probably not. Recall. It's going to be pretty jam packed, full of other stuff happening. Yeah, Hunter yeah. stuff. Uh, Hunter stuff. So we we go back to the bunker uh, where real Dean is uh, trying to get Sam to eat some uh, kitchen sink soup, John Winchester's old kitchen sink soup recipe. Mm-hmm. Which, Chris, can you imagine any more anything grosser than just like scraping some stuff out of a kitchen sink and making a soup? It's like, like he. It, after he uh, after he pushed uh, his his brother in law or whatever off of the cliff mm-hmm. in the car, mm-hmm. he he went back down and filled up a can of soup with whatever water had leaked into the trunk. Sure. That's how I imagine John yeah, yeah. Winchester's any John Winchester recipe tasting. <laughs> it just tastes like your dead brother that you just betrayed. Just tastes like your dead brother in law in the trunk of a car. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in the car. Uh, listen to the comic book episodes everybody they're very good they're very good um yeah and i I know before people before a bunch of people add us i know the expression everything but the kitchen sink so this is literally just putting a bunch of stuff in here like i I realized that but i I think there's something really to the mental picture of john winchester not being able to feed his kids because he's on a (laughs) bloodlust revenge quest so he scrapes like you know the the top part of the onions that he chopped two days ago out of the sink and makes a soup i'm just saying i'm just saying that's what dean is trying to feed to sam right now yeah uh, also um, sam dean, looks dean, dean cooking up. again by the way i love this yeah. yeah sorry uh master chef dean let's get more of that um he yeah he's trying to get sam to eat he's trying to check on him dean is being pretty supportive here he's he's still kind of being like you need to eat you need to get better but it's less like controlling and more <laughs> more motherly <laughs> of dean i guess um he is and he in his own words he, he's insisting that sam let him help sam get strong again and he he's being the rock in this situation uh because dean knows that sam is going to go through with this no matter what so so dean is just being as supportive as he can with the limited means that he has because he doesn't know what the hell to do (laughs) he doesn't know what the hell (laughs) is happening to sam um and as sam's going to get into the trials are changing him in a way that he 
not only didn't expect, but really isn't prepared for. Um, it's not just like taking a, a, a toll the way that getting the flu takes a toll on you. You yeah. know, you lose a lot of fluids and you feel like shit for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. then then it goes away. Then you get better and, and, and maybe you're, you're stronger coming out of it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case here. Like, things are not looking too, too hot. And Sam is kind of coming to terms with that. And that's not going to stop him in any way, shape, or form. But he's coming to terms with the fact that this isn't something that is just going to go away or get better. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we talked about it with the last episode. Sam's progression uh, to being kind of sick, to being real sick, to being in this episode extremely sick is really, really mm-hmm. satisfying. Like, of course, I don't want to see poor <laughs> giant kicks <laughs> sandwich mm-hmm. sam uh you know it hurt or in any kind of way but it's it's very satisfying and for once i think uh man i'm gonna get some hate for that comment but for once jared actually his acting skills i think can are holding up to to jensen's and i'm not saying J- jared's acting is is very poor or anything like that i'm just saying jensen usually outshines him i think jensen is kind of the naturally more gifted person mm-hmm. but man jared is fucking killing it with this like he's really leaning into it i, I think he's doing a good job yeah um and it's funny because even crowley mentioned how uh you know this the demon was portraying sam poorly because sam is a little bit too direct and like earnest about like the thing or simple and earnest which is kind of it does apply to that acting style almost Mm -hmm. like sam wears every single thing on his sleeve or in his forehead so (laughs) it's just it's just all right there where dean is a little bit more quippy and a little bit more subtle in the way that he acts so um it's not I, i mean i think that the acting styles have also kind of bred with the characters themselves and how they act which is true yeah of course of course but yeah um sam is kind of he's sitting here talking to dean saying it's not just about uh doing the trials it's about what the trials are doing to him um and he can feel that something is changing inside of him he doesn't know what but he knows that something is changing and um he i mean you don't nut blood for six weeks for no reason without any kind of consequences (laughs) you know what i'm saying right (laughs) right (laughs) right um so in the middle of where uh they get a they get a video message from kevin um and i want to point this out uh eagled-eyed uh listener of the show our friend is um pointed out last week when they got an email that Sam is apparently subscribed to uh, Mythology Weekly <laughs> newsletter, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and sure enough, when they go to check the email, I've actually paused it this time because I was curious. And yeah, they they got another update, which I think is really funny. Just <laughs> the fact that Sam just like reads this stuff, like just it just it's just it's not it's not a hobby; it's a life, Chris. You know what I'm saying? It's a love. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> just getting getting lore updates via email, just like not for anything in particular. Just you know, here's it's like you know. I, I check my dictionary app every day to get my word of the day. Sam just gets his lore of the day. Well, later on, Sam is going to do the uh, the one of my favorite Winchester moves, which is identifying a symbol he has no right to know. Um, and Absolutely is- no fucking reason to recognize this thing. <laughs> and uh, I can, like, I think, like, when Dean did this way back when, it was a blue oyster killed album, which, okay, I can see yep. that. I can, like, you know, yep. I, I get that. Uh, but yeah, sometimes they just pull it out of left field, and I'm like, come on, guys. But hey, a, a weekly mythology letter that probably has some pictures in it and some interesting stories. Like maybe that's where he's getting his his lore from. I, yeah, I, I'm into I mean, that. Sam's not a gamer. He's going to do something he's with his free time. Something. He's not earning no chivos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, Kevin has set up a, uh, a a classic situation. So he has recorded this video uh, to to send to Sam and Dean, and it's going to automatically send out unless he resets it every week. And of course, uh, he was not there. He was kidnapped by Crowley. So this week, uh, he the message gets out. Kevin 
not Kevin, but um, what's this dude's name? Osric? Osric Chow's performance yeah. in this little video message and throughout this episode, but this video message specifically where he says, uh, I'm dead, you bastard. So screw you and God and everything in between uh, is so powerful. Like it's, he just, it's, he just has this raw emotion coming out of this and saying like, you know, obviously if you're seeing this, I'm fucking dead and you suck. You're the ones that were yep. supposed to protect me. Um, and, but also, he does all of that. He says all of that. And then he ends it with, um, I know it was my job, but I couldn't, and I'm sorry. And it's, he really, really does kill it. And this is where I was finally really, really looking at Kevin as not just this plot device or whatever, but, uh, as the character, you know, and he not is a character. He's not just a that you were and not as a human it. sweat stain. Not as a, I don't, um, that's, I was, I was misquoted on that. Uh, that's me. not play the tape. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go back and edit that. Like, I, I just, just everybody go back and listen to that episode again. Whichever that was taken was. out of context. Uh, no, but Kevin, it's just you. You realize that, and we've discussed this before. But a, a kid, a really smart student, working so hard, just living his life, getting ripped away from that, and not only having all of the things that he loves torn away from him, but having this immense pressure put on him. And of course, Sam and Dina both carried that weight themselves at different times but it's different with kevin because he doesn't have that same support system and even with sam and dean backing him up these are just two dudes these like kevin says the dudes who are supposed to protect him who aren't really taking care of him they're just sort of expecting him to do the job and not that i'm even faulting the boys for that because of the situation the way that it is they can't really sit around and hang out with kevin all day and they check in on him i mean maybe sam left him hanging for a year but that's neither here nor there <laughs> yeah let's not talk about season seven okay let's not talk about that oh wait no, that um, was season eight jesus christ that's the season it's been uh it's been a long journey i um, yeah um that sucks uh, it, this it really does it sucks uh i think this whole situation is 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 really sad uh dean reacts to it appropriately like he like smashes some stuff off of a off of the table and he's really yeah. fucking upset about this because uh, he feels like you know useless and, and angry that you know dean wants to protect people even when he's telling kevin like the life sucks everything sucks it's not going to get better you just deal with it you learn to roll with the punches he's still dean winchester he still wants to protect people and he wanted to protect kevin he i i think that he was really focused on just getting the answers from kevin and getting the tablet translated and all that mm-hmm. that that was a key factor but at the end of the day dean winchester still wanted kevin to, to be protected to be alive yeah. you know to say to say be safe or or whatever that's that's never going to happen but i think dean wanted to keep kevin alive just just as a person whether he knew him or not that's dean winchester he wants to protect people a, a little and, bit later after this there sam and dean are talking and uh dean says we should have brought him to the bunker and like yeah why didn't you bring him to the bunker? <laughs> Why did you? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that that uh, when they burned down Bobby's place, that that demon proof room you put Sam in is still there. Go put him in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, why we- you could have put him in the bunker and then just even, I know that he can't be in every episode because the budget and stuff like that. But he didn't have to be like just yeah, Kevin. He's in the back. He does not. He doesn't come out. You don't <laughs> he have just to, works. You don't have to put him in the uh, in the show. Just have him record some ADR so it sounds like he's coming from the. You want hey? You want salt on your eggs? You know what I'm saying? You don't ever actually show him. Just, you know, just point the camera at a, at, a, at a kitchen and be like, hey, Kev, what's up? I'm doing hey, fine, Kev. guys. Hey. Translating. <laughs> Can you tell Sam to stop yelling, yeah, please? <laughs> Sorry, Kev, that one was just a sneeze. Ah, yeah. But the, uh, the uh, this whole thing, and I, I feel for Dean the most because Dean wants to, wants uh, not the most. I mean, Kevin is obviously the one that got kidnapped by the demon and whose family has been killed. But uh, 
Dean, Dean, you know, Dean's protection instinct, especially for younger people, when that kicks in, when he finally realizes like, oh shit, I could have been doing this better is, 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 you know, it it affects him. It affects him deeply. And he gets, he gets a little mad about this, which is, uh, it's, that is, that is the Dean Winchester reaction. And right next to him, Sam has the Sam Winchester reaction of, you know, like he, he doesn't really say anything, but you know, Sam is now suddenly more motivated. This is going to push him even harder to do the thing that he's doing to make the sacrifice that he's making because this homie, homie loves sacrificing himself. He really um, does. Yeah. And this is just going to make Sam put more of this shit on his shoulders and put more pressure on himself. Because I think that Kevin and Sam share some of shades of, of, of that kind of thing. Or, you know, Kevin was sort of, it was all forced upon him where Sam forces himself upon the burdens almost sure i can, um, I can definitely like see he wants to be the one who carries it or feels like he has to be the one who carries it in this instance he is the one carrying it because he's doing the trials but like dean has his dean reaction and sam has his sam reaction and i think that these are these are two this is this is a turning point for how the boys are going to move forward over the next couple episodes completing this season um, the the big plot thing that came out of this is that, uh, and I don't I forget if we've already mentioned this or not, but uh, Kevin has been uploading his demon tablet notes, so now they have access yeah. to all of his notes. They can actually download that, and that's what Sam starts working on immediately. Like he's nose to the grindstone. He starts asking Dean about, you know, what about the other prophets? Have we heard from them? Have we heard from Garth? Right. Garth is still in because another prophet would be activated. Exactly. Activated yeah. like it's a fucking new iPhone. <laughs> like it's um, another if, Jason Board. Got us three for three. Yeah. Chris, good Fuck. job. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if when Jason Bourne goes down, they automatically activate the next agent. Um, and it no, feels no, no, like when, somebody when Jason Bourne goes down, they automatically act- activate the next Jason Bourne. <laughs> that's what, that's, right, that's what they right. do. They just have another right. Matt Damon, slightly just like two percent worse than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they 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 haven't heard anything about that. So there is there is a, a sliver of hope, but we know that the boys aren't just going like hang out and do nothing. They're they're gonna they're gonna work. Uh, and then finally. We get to hop away from the boys for a few minutes. Awesome. We we catch up with our good friend Castiel, who is in Santa Fe, New Mexico, at our at our favorite local diner, the Biggersons. Um, Man, I really like how clever this little it's it's silly, but I like the I like the reasoning behind what's going on. I, I do too a lot. Uh, the the waitress comes over and is like, "Hey, you want some more coffee, sugar?" And he's like, "I remember when you started eating the plants of coffee." Yeah, Cass, <laughs> please chill. You gotta <laughs> knock that off. <laughs> Can you, can you not? Can you? You are wearing a trench coat, okay? Yes, right. Great. Cool You're projecting story. a whole was, vibe right now. Right. This is it's not a whole good. thing right now. You look homeless. You're handsome, but you look homeless. <laughs> you look, and now you're talking about ancient. You don't don't do it. You got to knock it off. You're a super cute, or, you know, super cute guy with dreamy eyes that's acting like a crazed homeless person that they're going to have to kick out of this bigger sense. Um, but he orders whatever like menu of the day is, which looks horrible. Um, <clears throat> Was it like a, a salmon explosion or something like a tuna salmon explosion that uh, nobody should be eating? But he 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 all of a sudden he kind of get you could tell he has this weird feeling and uh, he realizes yeah. that the angels are getting closer and uh, he disappears. Which you know only one of the the, the waiters that are this in the it's establishment. Funny to see that somebody has noticed him because that is such an uh, an overlooked aspect of all this like sam and dean have many times been like talking to Cass, and then suddenly he dips out yeah and they're like son of a bitch you know whatever but it's just like a random dude is just like uh what 
Yeah, normally Castiel has kind of a, a a pretty good eye for like when somebody looks away from him, he he just disappears in the middle of a conversation. With this, he's yeah, just in the middle cool of like a that. diner, and uh, it's part of his mystique. Shortly afterwards, like the guy, the guy that sees him leave is on the floor underneath the table looking for Castiel, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, yeah, and his manager's like, "Are you on drugs?" Yeah, oh yeah. The, doesn't the manager ask if he's on that crack again or something? Yeah, excuse me, does. manager. That's not an appropriate um, question. What are you doing? Um. Two other angels pop in pretty shortly afterwards. You could tell they're all angeled up. Uh, but then they go back to the Angel Office Depot to explain uh, that they can't find Castiel or the tablet because Castiel has a pretty decent plan. And I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I like this a lot. Uh, there are so many Biggersons in America, and they all look exactly the same, that Castiel is just flipping between Biggersons. And even though they can get a read on where he is, all they look like is Biggerson, so they keep missing yeah. him. <laughs> Yeah, they can't tell which one he's at because everything looks the same. That's so funny. I am, it's an odd commentary on society that they're putting in here. I uh, I am so into this idea in general that I'm willing to overlook that there should be like millions of angels and you should just be able to populate every single one of them. Like there can't be that many bigger sins, right? Like it's yeah, it's not a Walmart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's this is a, it's a very flawed plan. But yeah. it's clever and it's funny. But it's yeah, it's 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 worth it just just strictly for the for the humor and value out of it. And um. We don't see it yet, but they do some cool like cycling shots where the background changes, where Cass just keeps sitting there. It, it, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, we're gonna go back over to Sam, who uh, is gonna use his his humanities course from Smanford. Yeah, he's to, gonna use uh, that long, long hair. It's getting long again. Getting, I noticed it. Super long. Well, you know, when you get sick, you stop taking care of yourself. Your hair gets stringy. Yeah. It's long. You your hair starts getting long. Yeah, yeah, you don't chop it off yourself in a misguided attempt to make your own mullet. Um, <laughs> The uh, Sam has identified this symbol uh, in some of the writing that uh, Kevin had written down as like a, a writer's mark. In other words, any time that Metatron, who was taking down the word of God, I cannot believe I have to use the word Metatron seriously from now on. This is going to be mm-hmm. really difficult mm-hmm. for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Anytime Metatron uh, kind of took down the word and like added something to himself, he signed it with this mark. And Sam recognizes it as a as a Native American symbol from this like ancient tribe that meant the messengers of god or the writer of god or some shit like that like where did you pull this from like what mytho- show me the mythology weekly email where you saw the symbol for the first time it doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah i don't and remember it- anything from college <laughs> and i know i complained about my student loans a lot but man i generally liked my classes i was an english major a lot of read a lot of great books i don't remember any of that shit sam went to fake smamford and he's like well i took a humanities course and i remember everything I remember this ancient Native American tribe that never. Sam, do you even remember like how to do math? Yeah, or, or do you just know ancient Native American symbols? Well, hacking is math, so assuming this, presumably he's using that, right? He's yeah. using hacker math right. to to do everything. It's true. Yeah, um, should have known. Sam has kind of got this this weird um, energy about him. Like he seizes on this. It's the the symbol means a messenger of God. So he sees this and he he says they still they have a casino back where the ancient tribe is located they never let go of their lands uh they're in colorado this means we have to go there we have to go there now and he's kind of got like this fervor about him that it's a little disconcerting and dean's like kind of uh i mean not really <laughs> like we chill out this is yeah. kind of a, this is kind of a thin lead it's he he's not acting himself but he at the same time seems very sure about all this although he does stop long enough to correct dean when he when he calls native americans indians yes um dean doesn't say it maliciously but but sam just gotta stop he's like you know you're not really supposed to call him that 
And he's like sick saying it too, right? Like he's yeah. like, dang, like, he's like on his like his his dying breath. Dean, you you re- you really shouldn't use the n word so much, Dean. I'm sorry, you yeah. shouldn't, <laughs> I know you think it's okay when you do it, but it's not. You shouldn't even, especially if you're rapping along with a rap song, man. You can't. That's that's even worse. Don't do it yeah, in a concert. Just, yeah, just keep it to yourself, Dean. Please, <laughs> just, just um. But eventually, Sam just like convinces him to do it. Uh, then we go back over to Castiel, and then we do this thing that you were mentioning earlier, where he's actually flipping through, and the background behind uh, Castiel is changing as they get like a new, bigger sense, and it just flips through like a bunch of cities. Um, and then he he stops at one, and everybody in the room has been slaughtered. It's a it's it's yeah. a it's a bloodbath. Whoops! It's the it's the one that he was at earlier, and it's it's very sad because the waitress who he was telling coffee stories to. Um, who was thoroughly creeped out. She's like, this handsome homeless man just told me that he remembers when we created coffee and I've just been unsettled all day. And then she has her eyes burned out by angels and she's repeating over and over again, you have to stop. You have to stop. It's so creepy. It's really creepy. Uh, I, so yeah, I, I like this a whole lot. Uh, when the angels lean hard into the the violence, uh, it's usually yeah. with, with a great effect. And, and this, this is no exception. Um, the, uh, Castiel goes to heal this woman from her burned out eyes. And then of course the, the two angels show up. Um, and then we flip back over to Sam and Dean who have arrived at uh, the casino. And this, what I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, this is the five seconds that you're going to see like a slot machine. So I guess yeah. thanks for all of that casino humor, everybody. We appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I don't know why that bothers me so much, man. It gets me for some reason. Cause you were wait you were waiting for a casino heist. And then there's just one slot machine in the background of a shot. It's actually in the foreground of the shot. All right. I'll give them that. You, you do um, not, you do not tease me with a casino heist and, and, and then, and then not deliver. I am so, fr- I, you, oh man, I'm so frustrated. I mean, casino that. heists are like, y- you're Jason Bourne, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, you know, kind of real bad. This is also balls right now. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> blood nuts. Uh, this blood is where nuts. that's that's what I was looking for. Sorry, there... <laughs> I <laughs> messed nuts. it up in my intro too. It's okay. This is where they're gonna uh, also stay. This is also a hotel at the little casino, but there, there's nobody there. Um, but when they're uh, talking to the um guy at the desk who doesn't she's not saying a goddamn word dean's no. just kind of like charming him um sam just sort of wanders off and they start filming him with this like fisheye lens like right on his face and so he's kind of like distorted as as he walks and he seems to be hearing something and he even says did anybody else hear that um but there's there's no sound there's nothing going on um so we, we don't know what it is and dean just says he has the flu with this big fake eye roll that's just delicious <laughs> i yeah, didn't mean to call it delicious but that's what just came out of my mouth there's no <laughs> hey, taking look, it back you got it the first thing that you say right <laughs> that's yep, usually yep. what you actually mean yep um yeah i and he's looking even worse right this fish this does this fish eye lens does not help sam by the way like this makes him look no. even even worse um we switch back over to the bigger sins and uh naomi very quickly just dispatches the uh the waitress uh castiel kind of you know, he, he, he rebukes over this. Like we were supposed to be their shepherds. And, uh, Naomi's like, well, not always like, you know, do you remember that whole Egypt thing with the sons and the, the, the blood of the lamb? And Castiel was like, I wasn't there for that. And she's like, Oh yeah, you were, yeah. uh, which is the implication of that, that it just really sunk in, in this episode, just how much they've been messing with Castiel's brain. Uh, and of course that's what they're, that's what they meant to do because this episode's going to kind of go into a little bit more depth on that. But it, 
if it's been that bad, if they've been erasing memories, like those kind of memories from him, then like what else have they done? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and Naomi reveals that Castiel's memory has not just been wiped once or twice or altered once or twice. It's time and time again, because Cass has always been kind of a bad seed over the years. You know, he's always resisted as we saw him resist in season four and five. Um, Part of me likes this. It makes Castiel more of his own individual, meaning that over the years, despite anything else, he has always resisted what he believes to, to be wrong. He doesn't always just follow orders directly. You know, he does what, what he feels is right. He, he's, I think Castiel is a lot closer at his best. He's a lot closer. He's, he's made plenty of mistakes. He's he's basically got the Winchester virus, and so he just does horrible things all the time while trying trying to be good. Um, but at his best, Castiel wants to, to do good. Um, and a lot of times that means rebelling. So I like it in, in that way. But in the other way, it almost invalidates his relationship with Dean and, and, and Sam to a degree. It, in, it invalidates that whole, like, you know, free will thing that, that Dean sort of inspired in Castiel um, by saying, no, it wasn't just eons or millennia of Castiel following orders until he met Dean, until he was pulled into this miasma that kind of swirls around the Winchesters. And that kind of woke him up, which I always liked to think of that as like, look at the power of, of these hunks and what they're able to do. The effect that they have on people, even an angel, they, you know, this this fallen angel rebels from heaven because he understands what these guys are doing is right. Uh, and I always liked that. And and this doesn't necessarily fully invalidate that. That is still true to an extent. Um, but it just means that Castiel has always had this, um, this tendency to to rebel, and and because of that, Naomi has had to reset him. Yes, absolutely. And um, I, I, I'm with you. I like this, this, this whole concept. Like, I like the fact that he's been pushing back against this since the start. Um, Naomi even says, like, you can't even die right. Like, you, well, you refuse to follow orders so bad <laughs> you can't even die correctly, which I think is kind of funny. Um, but I, I, I like this, too. Like the, the, and, it, and it goes to show that the angels uh, or that heaven is just as much of a threat as, as hell is. Like, even if they're not right. directly going after humanity, like hell is, uh, they're still like, if they're messing with angels minds, like why are they doing all of this? Like it gives them a little bit more of a, a bit more of an edge. Sinister edge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we cut back to Kevin and this entire scene is just Kevin ordering a really long specific list of food that, Dean is supposed to write down and and go get for him. Oh, and yeah. this is when I was like, "All right, Kevin, what are you up to, buddy?" Kevin Kevin's up to something. Uh, yeah, he goes. He makes him go get, go get like uh, some pad thai, some burgers. He makes him want like go four or five different trips, uh, which is you know obviously not something that Sam and Dean would do. Which I, I really I really appreciated it yeah. when they uh, when the two when Sam and Dean leave, they turn back into those original actors, and uh, now Crowley's thinking they're doing very well. And like kind of praises them a little bit as they as they leave. And uh Crowley after they leave, Crowley kind of says out loud to himself, you know, if I wasn't so busy directing all of this and, and making sure all of this happened, I could I could probably play Dean myself. And one of his lackeys is like, Oh yeah. yes, sir, you'd make a great Dean, sir. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, what? What does that supposed uh, to mean? Yeah. <laughs> um then back at the hotel casino place and they're so Sam and Dean are like the only guests here. There's like one other person, I think, but no, they don't know about that. Um, I mean, I know that there was one other person there, but I don't know if the boys do. 
<laughs> you're, you're leaning real hard trying not to spoil this one thing, which is the guy that they came yeah. to see. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is the part where Sam starts talking about their trip to the Grand Canyon on mules or something or donkeys when they were kids and how uh, Dean was riding on one. They kept farting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just like to say that at a certain point, Dean said that he wanted to go visit the Grand Canyon because... Uh, all the traveling they've done they've they've never been there so this is technically a discrepancy i believe uh um, thank you trivia section of the wikipedia <laughs> chris Mosier. i appreciate that yeah, i'll also yeah, say that uh, uh like sam is totally out of it and he's trying to have the he's he's kind of remembering this that's stuff. what i thought but then dean was like yeah i remember that what up oh, okay I, get, I didn't i didn't i didn't click that so i was gonna i was gonna try um, to like give us an out there but no it's just a, it was just an oversight no big deal <laughs> just the and the idea of john manchester like taking them somewhere that wasn't to kill a demon like come on knock yeah it off. there's that no way there must have been a demon at no the bottom way. of that grand canyon there was probably that's why the demon was farting so much it was possessed or that's why the donkey right, was farting right so it was much. all it was that sulfur demon yeah. yeah um um so yeah sam wants to like come help with this because technically this is a job right right they they have they have right. gone here to find evidence and trying to figure out what's going on uh, but sam is basically useless at this point he can barely sit up on the bed and when Dean finally says, like, no, no, you, you get some rest, he's like, okay, I'll do that too. And he basically just passes yeah. out on the bed. Yeah, so Dean Winchester does the classic uh, supernatural thing where he goes to interview a, an old Native American man. We yep. haven't done this probably since Bugs. It's been a long time since we've done this. And I, I like this because it's not um, – it, it's like it's 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 within context. Like the, he's in a – historical tour in the casino like this is one of the 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 places of interest in this casino so they've just got this old dude posted up there for i guess nobody all day long like they're just paying him eight hours a day to sit there and not (laughs) tell the story (laughs) but the most important thing uh that dean learns is that uh this this god um they or this this spirit i think maybe um they they used to communicate with these indians or excuse me these native americans used to communicate with wow i'm worse than dean um (laughs) That he would trade protection. He would trade gifts for uh, stories. So they would bring him stories, and in exchange, they would receive blessings. And when uh, Dean kind of goes over to look at some of the old pictures, he spies like a, a very old, dated, like early, early eighteen hundreds picture. But it's the guy that just checked him into the hotel that wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't. And he's, and I think Dean was like, I think I know what a couple of those blessings are. I think I got yeah. that figured out. <laughs> classic, that classic photo move every time. Every time. Stop keeping those photos out. If you're immortal, put the photos away. Um, Sam stumbles out of his room. Uh, he's he's in this like long hall. He's trying to figure out uh, he, his his vision is, is blurry. He's he's super, super drunk, essentially super drunk. Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he starts following the, the hotel clerk uh, who is leaving like boxes, like, like multiple Amazon boxes on the on the ground in front of this. This is like me door. on like when on uh, the first Tuesday of the month when all my comic books come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have comic books delivered to your house every Tuesday or, or manga, whatever? I just said comic books. So you wouldn't make fun of me. Oh no, I'm, just, I'm still going to make fun of you. I'm just. I mean, honestly, it's equal if if you're having them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, Chris, first Tuesday of mind. the month. There's a lot of new releases. <laughs> Also, I knew you were wrong because uh, comics are come out every Wednesday. So get your story straight, Chris. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a real comic book fan? No, I'm a real otaku. All right. Cut it out. Let's go. Yep. Let's get out of here. Um, So he watches this and he kind of stumbles back to his room. He attempts to call Dean on the cell phone. Uh, Dean answers, but he then just passes out on the floor. Uh, Yeah. And we, we take this. We go from this over to Castiel 
who uh, is getting kind of beaten up and tortured by these angels, and they're really like punching him and stuff. Uh, and Castiel basically says, "Like, hey, I'm I'm not going to give you the tablet, and she, I, I don't. I'm not even hiding it directly from you. I'm hiding it from everybody, from all of us." Uh, yeah. And then some weird shit happens. Naomi says she's going to take him apart, and then all of a sudden gunfire rings out, and one of the the two angel assistants goes down and we see like the classic angel blade flash of blue light when it happens. So like the bullet struck um, and it's, it doesn't seem like it, it, it that's just some seems kind of crazy and it's Crowley and she's there with a yeah. gun and she's just standing there. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know if Crowley made a uh, angel killing gun out of the angel blade, but yeah, he's got a, he's got an angel killing gun now. Well, he he specifically says that that they melted down an angel blade for the bullets. Oh, does he actually say it? I don't yeah. listen. I just watch his face move. I don't listen to what he <laughs> yeah. says. It's a couple of scenes from now, but yeah. Um, <laughs> we go back over to Sam and Dean. Uh, Dean Sam wakes up in a bathtub full of ice with a liver missing, and it's a totally different episode. From totally different thing now. Uh, Dean found had found Sam running a really really high temperature, so had to emergency cool him down. Um, Sam, who is is continually freaking out, says Metatron is here, and that Sam has a link to him somehow. Uh, he tells him about the books that he saw, and he uh, and Dean's like, "Oh yeah, I, books are like stories, right? I think I know something about this." <laughs> With the most obvious fucking clue ever. And Thank Sam, you this is my this is my favorite line in the episode, so I wanted you to use it for the intro, where Sam says, "Books, hardcovers, paperbacks, novels." Books. <laughs> Sam, what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, so uh, we go back over to Crowley. Crowley explains about the Angel Blade bullets. And uh, he kind of has a face off with, with Naomi and she says, like, we've been here before like playing chicken together. Like, who do you think is going to blink first? And he fires and she disappears. Uh, and the bullet hits behind him. And then uh, it turns out that one of these angels has been working for Crowley. This is my boy Eon. Because <laughs> his yeah. name is Eon the yeah, Angel. Bi- <laughs> <laughs> Big dog Eon. Eon. What you doing, Eon? Yeah. Uh, which it's... Final Fantasy boss are you? <laughs> are you are you a boss or a summon in this game? I don't know which one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so Crowley also to to kind of just to cap things off to make sure he's as evil as possible. Uh, turns and shoots Castiel in the stomach, which is yeah. Pretty ouch. Dope. Ouch. Not not hot. <clears throat> And uh, man, this is a. I had, I guess, reviewing it like this, going back through it. This is a, a dense episode as well. Like we had a good one last week, and this one is like bouncing all over the place. Yeah, we're still not done. We still have a lot of shit to do too. Um. Yeah, we're cutting back to Kevin now, mm-hmm. and which is one dynamic scene with Cass. Just back to Kevin, who's now he's figured some shit out, and it hasn't really revealed that he's playing them yet. But we know he's playing them. <laughs> Yeah, he tells them that uh, he's ready. He's going to need the extra tablet. He can take it to him uh, and tells them like where it is. And that just that's just a very brief scene. But you can tell some, like Kevin's got a plan. Uh, we go back yeah. over to Crowley, who has brought Castiel bleeding from the stomach uh, in, back to his office. And uh, Castiel says like, oh, I'm definitely not going to tell you where the tablet is. And Crowley's like, yeah, I, I know you're not, but I figured it out. This is actually uh, where uh, Crowley, not Crowley, uh, this is where Castiel has yet another trick up his sleeve um so yeah crowley well, says i don't know if i'd say up his sleeve <laughs> up his gut he's got it up his gut chris uh oh uh Naomi figured out that him having the tablet broke the mind control that she was she was employing on on castiel allowing him to run away which feels like something i'd never even thought about up until this point like i had no idea yeah. that was the case did that 
I remember the episode where he grabbed the tablet and all of a sudden he could break free, but I thought that was his love for Dean. I didn't really think. Yeah, that I don't know. It didn't seem tablet. clear, but yeah, looks that's that's, a, that's another shot against Dean Love, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, Dusty L fans. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but Naomi said, "Oh, Crowley says Naomi didn't think it all the way through. If that was the case, if that if that tablet could actually break that mind control, why would Castiel ever stop touching it?" And then, yeah, he reaches through the gunshot wound into Crowley's gut, excuse me, Castiel's guts, and yep. grabs the tablet and pulls it out as if it was a alien baby, <clears throat> as if yeah. it was a fucking xenomorph. Yeah, it's pretty pretty harsh. The other angel, our, our boy Eon over here, he looks on, he looks very stressed out watching this, like he's not happy. <laughs> Eon did not know what he was signing up for here. No. He was like, I, man, I just thought this was going to be a good time, and now I just... It's not. It's not a very good time. Feeling um, very overwhelmed. Uh, in the middle of all of this, bloody hands and all, Crowley gets a phone call. I still love the fact that Crowley has a cell phone and has chosen this method to give communication with all of his demon people yeah. in the world. I want him to have an instant blood cup, but yes. no, he has a cell phone. Yeah. Um, you just stick your finger in and it immediately starts boiling. He's got just blood bags. It gets like, yeah, text version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get, he gets a phone call from the not Sam and Dean, the Sam and Dean actors saying, uh, uh, hey, Kevin sent us into a trap, uh, and now we're trapped with this devil's trap. Like he 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 conned us into going here, and now we're trapped. You gotta come get us. He's probably sent him to fucking Rover Hill or whatever because he's in one one of those random like storage facilities. Yeah, it's and and and, and like okay, I, I've got several things I want to talk about. Like first, okay. how many of these little rooms are around? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Too many. I'll tell like, you that you, much. Like, is, this, is this Sam and Dean creating these little rooms? <laughs> that are, like, I, it looks like the back or room. Garth, maybe? And, yeah. Gar- is this Garth's job? Is, or is this what they got Chrissy doing now? Is this going around creating like yeah. hidey holes for the possibility that a demon might show up somewhere? Who knows? Maybe, maybe Kevin was just aware of one of these areas. And knows that there are devil traps there, so that dev, you know demons can't get in. And he just thought, "Hey, well, that's a good idea. I'll send them to where there's a devil's trap and and trap them." So, uh, I think. Also, by the way, I I kind of assumed that these guys weren't demons because he sprayed them with the holy water. But I guess they could just replace the holy water. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm, okay. So it doesn't really matter. That's what I assume. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. We don't. And we don't really care. It's all so. a simulation. <clears throat> it's like being in the Matrix. And now we get to uh, the emotional center of this hunk tootsie roll, Chris. Uh, we, yeah. go back, we go back over to Sam and Dean. Sam is telling Dean he knows where Metatron is. He's leading them to this room. And uh, Sam has been remembering stuff from when they were when he was extremely little. And he remembers yeah. Dean reading to him out of these uh, Knights of the Roundtable comic book. And uh, he specifically remembers a story where I think like a ray of sunlight was on. Uh, yeah. Um, um, you better believe I took down that quote. I remember really liking this i'll I'll get to it after but um so sam says he's talking about the stories say like, dean do you remember this and dean's like yeah i don't i don't know um yeah, we, says, were like round- <laughs> we were like two yeah. do you remember this yeah he says uh knights of the round table all of king arthur's knights and there were it, it, he speaks this in the kind of like a broken way which makes it feel like more organic like it's just kind of coming out All of King Arthur's knights, and they were all on a quest for the for the Holy Grail. 
And I remember looking at this picture of Sir Galahad, and he was kneeling. Light was streaming over his face. And I remember thinking I could never go on a quest like that, because I'm not clean. I mean, I was just a little kid. You think maybe I knew, I mean, deep down, that I had demon blood in me, and about the evil of it all, that I that I wasn't pure? And, say, uh, and Dean says, Sam, it's not your fault. Sam says, it doesn't matter anymore, because these trials, they're purifying me. Chills. Chills of that purifying line, by the way. But yeah, just to just to un- unpack like all of what he's saying, I remember really liking that not only because it's it's a callback to to Sam's whole fucking five season arc that they've just kind of forgotten about. Like now, like now it's just beat up on Sam because uh, he forgot about Kevin for a year. Or he had a girlfriend or whatever, but like they really, they don't, they don't talk about that. Well, I mean, he also sold as Sam also slept and murdered his way through a small like town. In yeah. Maine. Let's not, yeah. let's not forget about that. Um, but, but this calling back on such a huge part of what made Sam Winchester, who he was. And then the line about, you know, I was just a little kid. Do you think I knew something was wrong with me? And and I don't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have demon blood in me, but I remember being, you know, a little bit younger watching this a couple years ago and kind of relating to that feeling like, you know, when you have, you're depressed or whatever, you don't know why you don't feel right. And, and this was, this is a very dramatic way of saying any of that, but it just was so sad to think of little baby Sam Winchester already knowing that he's going to nut blood and that something's wrong with him. And, and then no matter how high he kicks, he's never going to be able able to kick himself clean you know what i mean um but the jokes aside like the the dawning realization of the toll that the trials are taking on him specifically him because of the way that he was born because of of everything that he had done to him and everything he did to himself and everything he's done to others the that now he needs to be purified because he's not like one of these brave shining noble heroes He's Sam Winchester. He's got demon blood in me, Dean. This disease, and it's part of him, both physically and and just part of who he is mentally and spiritually, whatever. And and Sam kind of making that connection to his past, to this story. And it's funny that this is all kind of going to center around stories and the telling of them and the writing of them, the, the the making of them, I guess. But Sam looking back on these stories and saying, "I wanted to be like that." but I knew deep down that I couldn't because something was wrong with me. And now I'm doing these God trials and they're, they're purifying me. I think that this is really strong stuff for Sam. This is, this is extremely good. Number one. Um, I love the fact that they're dealing with the demon blood situation because uh, Sam for so long probably has felt different and he never really understood why until the, you know, he, he got the information. I, um, I, I think it's and it's and, and 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 Jared sells this. I talked about Jared's acting in this episode earlier. He fucking nails this. Like he is mm-hmm. you could tell he's it, it, when he says that it's purifying me line, the reason it gives me chills is because he has almost like a religious fanatics fervor about it. Like yeah. he's finally seeing the light at the end of this d- dark dark tunnel that he's been in his entire life. Um and I, I think the the that being a metaphor for depression is also pretty accurate too. Like I think that 
you know, I think a lot of people could look at this and go like, yeah, like I, it's, I have something inside me that makes me feel right. weird and I literally can't get it out. It's, I, you know, it's, it's something that I have to deal with. Um, and it's, it, it, again, Jared sells this so well that it just, it breaks your fucking heart for, for poor Sam. Cause he's, yeah. if, if he was thinking this stuff at two, if we take this at face value and he was thinking about this when he was super, super young, he probably learned how to bury that really really early in his life like he, mm-hmm. he buried it like it was a childhood drama because it hurt him so much to think about and then he carried that fucking emotional weight all the way into his 20s into now his 30s and 40s because <laughs> that's yeah. looks so old. no i'm kidding uh all the way into his 20s so that before he found out that it could actually not be his fault and the and the problem with that is that once you carry that weight for so long it it you can't literally it's it's hard to let it go even if you know mentally even if you you know rationally can understand that this stuff was not my fault that you know my my mom made out with her demon possessed dad in order to save her boyfriend that later came, became my dad and now I got demon blood in me <laughs> uh, even if you understand that in your head in your heart that's harder to let go so right. like imagining just the turmoil that this poor kid has been going through his entire life and then on top of that. Like slather just another level of, you know, weird dad issues and broken home life and a a, a brother that he looks up to but was never good enough for, um, uh, you know, all of this other stuff like relationships crumbling. I accidentally kissed a kasune when I was in sixth grade. All of this stuff like building right. on this core level of I'm different and bad. Like Sam Winchester's life is it's extremely pitiful. Like it's, and I don't mean that, like I actually have pity for him. Like, I don't mean Mm -hmm. like it sucks or or that it's shitty or anything. Like I just, I guess it both sucks and it's shitty, but it's, it's, it's pitiful. Like it's, you just feel so bad for the guy. Right. And I think that this compounds on all of that internalized everything, the self-hatred or the, the struggle, whatever it is, whatever he pushed down, whatever made him feel different or feel wrong also makes him so desperately want to do good and to like I was saying earlier to put shit on his shoulders to carry the weight of the world to be the self-sacrificing heroes we've seen over and over again often like to, to no one's benefit he wants to jump into hell because that's the end of it because that's the only way to make it right or you know whatever the situation is because that's the type of character that he is Exactly. All from stemming back to Sam being a little kid, knowing something was wrong, and just really, really wanting it to be right, but not knowing how to make it right. Uh, and yeah, seeing that come out of him here, I remember this moment a lot, and I remember him talking about the knights and all that, because it just seemed like a very poignant moment for Sam. It is. Um, where a lot of times, I, I complain in the past about him feeling like the B-side character, not as important. Um, but this this is the kind of stuff that I want to see. I want to see character reflection and growth and development, and I want to know more about them and not just have more info tacked onto them, more trivia tacked onto them. I want to, I want the characters to delve into themselves and to reveal parts of themselves um, that we've always known were there, but but see new shades of them, see see the characters reflect upon them, and that's what this is, and that's why it's so good. Um. And I get we've talked for so long about this like one minute conversation. <laughs> we probably need to get through the rest of this episode because we still have a whole lot left. Oh yeah, uh, oh, there's yeah. still there's still a lot to get through. So uh, they enter this room. Um, they they find the door kind of ajar, 
as they as they walk in, the whole place is is just full of book stacks, um, just just stacks seven feet tall of, of books placed kind of haphazardly all across the room. It's kind of like a maze. Um, they walk around a corner and they find this kind of short, dumpy, curly-headed dude pointing a a hunter's rifle at him at them, and uh, and and Dean is is taken back. He's like, "This is fucking Metatron? Are you kidding yeah. me? This yeah. like, I was expecting something a little bit more." Uh, Metatron teleports behind them with the gun and then makes them sit down on these two chairs. Uh, Sam being so close to Metatron is, can't get this noise out of his head. So he's, and it's kind of a weirdly comedic moment in this otherwise kind of serious place that Sam is where he starts mm-hmm. yelling because he his the noise is so loud in his head. He thinks he has to yell. And like Dean, he just keeps looking over and like shrugging at Metatron. Like he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, like he's so got a whole thing. It's so bizarre. Now it's now he's big yell, Sam. I can't keep yeah. up with this little kid. Yeah. He's just shouting. I don't know what he's saying. Um, But Metatron basically says like, who are you? And Sam is like, really? You, you don't, you don't like, know yeah, who you what, are. <laughs> what kind of angel are you? We're the friggin' Winchesters. <laughs> I love this arrogance on the on the part of the Winchesters for being like well known in cosmic circles. This is so good to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like who? What? How do you not know us? That doesn't even make sense. Um, what do you mean you've never heard of the Beatles? Before they before we get too far into this, we're going to switch back over to uh, Castiel, who uh, is in the office. Uh, Crowley has left to take care of his demon problems, um, and Eon is there. <laughs> good old Eon, and he's telling yeah, uh, Castiel that. Uh, you know, hey, like the angels have messed with all of our heads. Like I, I, they, they're they're controlling all of us, and it's it's so bad that I, I had to get out. That's why I made this deal. Nothing matters. Like they've changed so much stuff that nothing matters. While he's having this conversation, Castiel is this guy wished- has like a character moment where he's like, I, you know, I wish I was just one of the grunts on the ground because then they would wipe my memory more, and like I wouldn't have to live knowing what I know. It's like, damn, you got some angst, Eon. Eon, <laughs> where'd you come from? Where you go? <laughs> come here, come back, boy, come back. <laughs> at this point i think uh we go to kevin's uh not so safe not so house not so boat uh where right. castiel blows the door down uh and and knocks it inwards kevin is sitting there with the most satisfied smug dean winchester look on his face that you have ever seen uh in your Hell life yeah. it's so good and of course he he tells crowley like yeah i, I figured it out like the the door knock thing was 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 a tell but uh when i made them go get the food they were way too nice to me like they would never let me go get, they would never go get all that food for me if there's a frozen burrito in the refrigerator and i was like oh kevin they should kevin. have brought you into the bunker that's so sad it's so, so sad. sad they have wi-fi down there kevin <laughs> somehow they got wi-fi i don't know um but yeah so crowley's like are you fucking kidding me my my fake Sam and Dean, my demons were too polite and considerate, and that's how you figured it out. Uh, from this point, we go back over to Sam and Dean. Uh, Metatron is asking if Michael sent him, or Lucifer sent him, or Raphael, or uh, the other guy, I can't remember, Michelangelo, Donatello, one of the turtles. He's asking, he's asking about all of the turtles. The turtles, yeah. Um, uh, but Sam and Dean are like, yeah, yeah, all of those are dead, and we killed most of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> finally, Sam is like, Hey, would you mind? Could you like turn that down? And that's when Metatron finally clocks that, Oh, you're, you're going through the trials and you're resonating. You're resonating with the word. Yeah. yeah. Resonating yeah. is a real good word. Uh, resonating with the word, which is basically him. Like he is, he is pretty much the word of God made flesh. Um, mm-hmm. he explains mm-hmm. that even though we, he was referenced as an archangel earlier, he's not an archangel. He was just, he was in the secretarial pool when God pulled him out and was like, Hey, I need you to write down these words for me. Um, 
and so God was basically like, hey, uh, I want to take a vacation, but in case something bad happens, like here's the levers of the universe, and here's how you could drastically change things, yeah. uh, which is kind of a neat idea. Like God writing down instructions for this stuff, I think is is pretty legit. And also Metatron kind of revealing like, yeah, yeah, God's been gone for a really long time. Like he had me write this shit down and then dipped out. Like, so this was kind of, I think we know that God was, was gone. And that's why the archangels started doing what they were doing and trying to bring the, about the apocalypse thinking that was all, you know, the plan. Um, but the way that Metatron puts it, it seems like God had been, had been gone a, a lot longer than we sort of might have believed. Exactly. Yeah, I I kind of assumed that God had been around for a little while, but it sounds like as soon as he got done with creating the humans, he was like, "Oh man, this is gonna get fucked up. I gotta go. I gotta yeah. get out of here. I gotta I gotta leave town. <laughs> I gotta I gotta leave before they invent child support, and I have to pay that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I too many kids. <laughs> too many kids. Um. So it, he also explains that once God left, the archangels started taking over. Uh, and at first, they were they were just kind of crying and wailing for their father. They wanted him back, and uh, and then they began to scheme to take over the universe. And uh, he he realized very quickly that if they were going to try to do that, they would need him and his and the words that he had written down. They would need him and his instructions. So he basically just put himself in hiding since the kind of the beginning of mankind, uh, which is kind of weird to me yeah um and sam is certainly not too happy about it because doesn't he call him like he's like you big dumb idiot you're a coward and you've been just like hiding knowing all the stuff that's going on and and not doing anything about it exactly yeah um i I like this a lot like this this kind of excuse for metatron to not have been in play for this long and for Mm -hmm. to only get found out now i think it's 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 pretty good like i kind of dig this yeah. Uh, before we get into, into that, though, we go back over to our boy Eon. <laughs> Eon, uh, have, continuing his character moment from earlier, is basically like, yeah, they they were able to reset all of the grunts, but not, you know, I still had to know how to do my job. Uh, unfortunately for Eon, Castiel has has his way out of this, which he is. Yeah, he's not listening to any of the angst. He's just <laughs> creeping up behind him. Castiel has dug this. Eon's having like a big breakthrough moment here. He's I know, like, you know, yeah. I, I really like talking to you. <laughs> Finally working this shit out in therapy. He's like, man, you were a really good listener, Castiel. Castiel oh. He turns around. He goes, oh, no. <laughs> bullet in the eye. Yeah, Castiel has dug this bullet out of his out of his stomach and shoved it with his finger into Eon's eye, which is kind of a bummer for Eon. We're gonna <laughs> look. Pour one out for Eon, man. I, I love pour this one dude. Out for him. Um, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. Back over to uh, Dean uh, and Sam, who is both of which are in- completely incredulous that you've basically been um, hi- that Metatron has been hiding out this whole time. And Metatron goes on at length about the uh, raw invention of God's naked apes and specifically their storytelling, which he calls mm-hmm. "quote the true flower of free will." Um, and he said he's been reading, you know, constantly since he since books started coming out, since stories started coming out. And books, hardcovers, paperbacks, novels, novels. books, <laughs> books, comic books. Um, but he's he's been reading constantly, and he and he still can't catch up. All that fanfic, man, it's too much. It's too much fan. You got look. You got to stay away from Ao3, Metatron. You got to get away yeah. from that Ao3. You're just gonna you're gonna get hung up. You're gonna yeah, get hung yeah. up, and it's not even canon. And if you look, and if you're gonna go to Ao3, like learn that tag system. You're gonna need to like block some tags. You need to learn how to navigate yeah. the complex pool of literature posted on that website. 
this is when Sam and Dean both get really pissed off at him. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam basically just grabs the gun and shoves it in his head. It's like, pull the damn trigger. Um, like you were just hiding out while all of you and your angel, all your angel buddies were causing misery for all of these years. And, and Dean's like, Oh, Oh, and by the way, our buddy, Kevin, you know, you were the, supposed to be the one to protect Kevin and that dude's dead and he's dead yeah. now because of you, uh, which is the, the raw emotion that Dean feels about Kevin, I think is super legit and great. Yeah. And then right on time, uh, we cut over to Kevin who's just chilling. He's chilling. taunting Crowley taunting. and he is just, he doesn't I give a Kevin shit. Going toe to toe with Crowley. It's very yeah. good to me. Cause Kevin has nothing left to lose. And he and and he knows Crowley can't make him talk. It doesn't matter. And and I like that kind of that that little edge of steel in Kevin, kind of coming forward. And he basically saying like, Crowley, you know that you can't make me talk. You and I both know. No matter what you do to me, I'm not going to tell you what you want to know. So that's that. You, you're you're fucked. You know, I uh, you need me more than I need you, and there's exactly. nothing you can do to hurt me because I don't care anymore. And it gives him that that little bit of that hardened glow. Um, Crowley <clears throat> gets gets a little pissed off about this and says, "I don't, I don't have to do this. Uh, I've already won. I've got the angel talent, the tablet." And he he grabs Kevin and starts like choking him out. And then this like weird blue angel thing, like this blue light that I would associate with angels, kind of shows up. Crowley is thrown backwards across the safe house boat. Uh, no one is safe. No one's house. No one's boat. Um, thrown backwards. There's burns all over his face and hands. I, I, I know it's not going to happen, but I really wish he'd carry these burns. Like the makeup is too much, but like I kind of wish he would stay burned for the rest of the series. That'd be a really great moment. Yeah, um, that'd be sick. Uh, but then we go, we go back over to Metatron's room, and Kevin is just in the chair, and Metatron heals him from his wounds, which is super great. Yeah. Um. Oh, big, big come up for Kev. Good. I mean, good timing. <laughs> huge. This is huge. This is a good. T- this is good timing for Kevin. Like this could. Yeah. This could have been a little sooner. <laughs> I'm sure Kevin would have preferred this to happen nope. a little bit sooner. But it's good timing for sure. For sure. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. I really like this next exchange um, between Metatron and Dean. Metatron asks, "Are you really going to close the gates of hell?" And Dean's like, "Yeah, it seems like the thing to do." And uh, Metatron <laughs> has kind of this gravitas about this thing. He's like, "Look, you can do this." Uh, and it's your choice to do this, but you have to consider the consequences of not just what happens to you, but what happens to the world. And yeah. it's, that's kind of a significant thing. Like what, what could happen? Like what if nobody going to hell creates hell on earth somehow? Like, a, like the, the idea that all of these demons just disappear and everything's roses and sunshine anymore, I think is maybe a little naive at this point. Yeah. Um, and even as a viewer, I sort of never stopped to consider what, what happens, you know, it's not just about keeping hell out what are what are we almost keeping in in a way like what exactly. are we keeping trapped mm-hmm. on on earth by by locking hell so uh kevin wakes up and he's extremely happy because he is he's got the second half of the tablet they've uh he's he's been able to translate it so now he knows what the third trial is and of course metatron pops up and is like oh it's to cure a demon <laughs> i could have just told you that you didn't, need yeah. a, you didn't really need the tablet yeah. uh and uh yeah curing a demon and, and we're gonna skip like right to the end because from this we uh go to sam and dean driving in, in the impala like talking about what it means to cure a demon dean hoping that it's going to help sam Sam like it, it at least it helps that we're we're headed somewhere we're headed towards the end uh he's kind of got this like apocalyptic vibe to him that i really don't like um 
this is kind of a big deal. This feels this feels very finale-ish in a way. This feels very like penultimate episode to me. Yeah. Um I mean we're getting we're getting there. We're, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Yeah. Um Man, curing a demon, huh? Curing a demon. Absolutely. Uh I what how do you do this? I I'm sure they're gonna tell us in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I would say <laughs> they, would, they would they would hold it off for a little while. Um, yeah, and, and I, specifically Sam's like um, kind of end of the world talk almost like we're heading towards the end makes me think yeah. that he's going to die and not survive any of this at the end. And I'm, I'm kind of into that. And at the, the um, final scene of the episode is a body appears in the middle of the street in front of them and they squeal to a halt. And of course, it's a bloodied Castiel that has somehow found his way back home so he knew he knew where the boys were somehow and he just happened to land you know just a few feet ahead instead of in the back seat look you don't um, carve uh enokian symbols on on someone's bones without getting a little bit intimate with them chris you hey, know where they are it is, afterwards it is what it is it is what i don't it remember is. if they've been resurrected since the enokian bone carving so maybe they're gone now i don't, I don't Who knows? remember yeah um but yeah sam sam with his all end of the world talk this is this is the drive he needs to push forward because he knows what he's working towards now, but it also does start to sound a little bit like apocalyptic. Like we had a, we had an optimistic Sam before, like I'm coming out on the other side of this and that's why I'm the one doing it. Now it's, it's different. And you mentioned it earlier, almost that religious fervor that has come over him. He's not acting like a fanatic necessarily, but his actions are certainly more fanatical than they were before. Even jumping up and grabbing that guy's rifle and sticking it to his chest. He's acting a little bit more wild because I think that there is that that fervor kind of growing inside him as as he's getting closer to being purified and getting closer to the source of whatever these trials are are leading him to. Absolutely. And uh, I'm I'm a little worried about my boy Sam, Chris. <laughs> I'm a little worried about him. I, uh, he's seen better days. It's it's interesting because uh, this particular episode. Uh, it really makes you feel for Sam in a way that I feel like we haven't had in a long time. Um, yeah. It was, it was really easy to dismiss Sam's actions, especially at the beginning of the season with Amelia and the, mm-hmm. the year long break uh, and all that stuff is being kind of self-serving and selfish. Uh, but this man, they, they've really brought me around on, on Sam quite a bit. Not that I was ever hating on the dude, but like, you know, I just, this, this gives him so much humanity. This gives him so much, uh, I, what's the word that i'm looking for like it gives him so much it just gives him so much chris yeah <laughs> i can't i can't help but like it yeah this is this is what i always want for sam storylines that matter and that they make sense and um this is cool it all it's thematic and fits with his character while serving the the overall plot and it's not just stuff for sam to do you know it's it's something that that matters and um speaking of mattering chris uh oh. you, know, you know what really matters to me what are the patrons over at monster of the week that cool no, sorry the yeah. patrons over at yeah. patreon.com slash yeah. monster of the week yeah. uh yeah thank you everybody for doing that thank you everybody for listening uh i think we're pretty much done with the episode do, do we want to do any wrap-up yeah I was, I was trying to do a really bad segue it. and boy did i fuck that up, i was so. gonna say it but then i was like but what if uh what if i'm setting them up for, for to plug something they doesn't want to plug right now <laughs> um yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thank you if you if you had the opportunity yes. to check out the Patreon. Thank you if you've left reviews. Thank you if you're tweeting at us funny memes or images about Big Kick Sam. Uh, 
Big Kick Sam merch in the store right now. So go check that out. Thank yep. you, thank you to yep. Boy Wayne for that. Uh, fresh new yes. shirts. For people that have been asking, uh, I finally found someone to potentially do a Spamford shirt for. So I'm pretty excited to get some some merch finally. out there. I want to yeah. do I want to yeah. do like stickers. Like I want I want like the. Um, and we'll see if this if I can get this done. But like my child is an honor student at Spanford. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want the whole <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I think it'd yeah. be really funny. Um, but yeah, just thanks for listening, man. I, I, everybody yes, thank you, there, everybody. Um, Support always means a lot to us. Next week we're going to be covering. Uh, oh, this is kind of a boring preview. Uh, fam- familiar faces return as the third trial nears. Ooh. So we'll be back next week with more Monster of the Week. Oh, wait. We didn't do Twitter at all. You know where to find us. Just everybody come talk to us. You know where to find us. Did you grow Yeah, yeah. I'm with GWCast. It's real su- super simple. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. through an outro that fucking badly jesus christ i dude it's gamer mouth i got the i got a bad gamer mouth today it's, it's, i told i told steve on my way home from work i i that's where my gamer mouth joke began i said uh like, you, ever, you ever get gamer mouth and he was like what <laughs> i was like you know gamer mouth you just get that you know it's just kind of right there in the back it's just a little gamer mouth you just can't you just, you just can't get it out sometimes Whew. what an episode huh? all right save it yeah, that was a doozy. I'm glad we got serious because we haven't in a while. We haven't had cause to get serious in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, earlier I was just saying, like, if, if you were watching an episode tonight, like, I can I can go burn out an episode real quick and then we could record tomorrow if you want to get ahead. But also, we don't have to okay. do that. I don't want you to, I don't want to burn you out on podcast. Okay. 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 No, I mean, what, doing more than one a week isn't the hardest thing in the world. I'm just... Just a, I'm just a, uh, I'm a slut for gaming. I'm just gonna say it. I didn't want to say it, but it started to form on my tongue, and I'm just spitting it out now. Sure, yeah. I'm glad I'm still recording, and you don't sound like T Pain anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for you to listen back to it. Like when you did the yeah, like it's it was so perfectly roboted out to sound like a, a hip hop thing. I might uh, have to send it to Jake so he can just add it into beats somewhere because it's so fucking good. <laughs> oh man, cannot wait for to edit all of that. <laughs> What up, it's your boy. Um, this one goes out to all the gamers, uh, the gamers with feet. And hey, gamers, if you don't got feet, guess what? You're still a gamer, all right? It ain't about the feet. But this one in particular goes out to all the gamers who own feet. All right, let's do it. Can I get, get a couple uh, heck yeah gamers in the chat, please? Oh, nothing like... Logging on to record a podcast, thinking that your buddy Jeremy is already ready to go, realizing that you forgot to text him, and now you're just talking to yourself. That's like one of the primo feelings, if you know what I'm saying. It feels really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this text right now and just say, hey, uh, uh, primo DiGiorno, bro. Let's do this. Primo DiGiorno. Uh, I spelled DiGiorno wrong. DiGiorno. I don't who do, How do you spell it? It's not deliver. It's DiGiorno. Primo DiGiorno, bro, let's do this. <clears throat> you know, it's not important how I spelled it. It's, okay, I'm searching it now. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Oh, I almost spelled it right.
I got an extra eye in there. That's okay. Close enough. Let's get into that recording channel. Podcast recording. I've entered the zone. I've entered the gamer zone. I need a bigger desk. You know? You know what I'm saying? You guys know. It's your boy, Local Ray Silas. Damn it, I can't even get my own gamer tag right. Local Ray Cyrus is a tongue twister. It's not. Man, am I going to have to vamp for more than I already have? I'm two minutes into my recording and there's no sign of Jeremy. Really stepped in it this time, Chris, didn't you? <laughs> you damn idiot. Guess I could, like, get my notes up. So, uh, how how are you guys? You know, Jeremy and I, we always ask each other how we're doing, but we never get a chance to talk to you guys, the listener. <laughs> That's actually not true, because we talk to a lot of you in the Discord every day. <laughs> but you know what? Jeremy, is that you? What's up, gamers? He's arrived! Hello! I, you know, I've had to, I've had to vamp for the last two and a half minutes. <laughs> are you looking at, um, Hunch Chat right now? Uh, no. Let me see. Hunk. Hunk guy. Let me see. Whoa, not blood! (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad now because uh, my license plate in Forza Horizon 4 just said DGUS. It wasn't even MOTW. Eric's got me fucking beat, man. Wow. Wow. Chris, can I, um... Can I tell you a work story from this week? Yeah, hit hit it. Hit me. You know I um you know I, I deal with uh like water utility guys. So they're they're kind of salt of the earth dudes, right? Uh so I'm in a truck with um I don't actually want to use real names here, so uh let's say Sam and Dean. Uh Okay. So I'm in a truck with Sam and Dean. Uh <laughs> Sam is I mean, now I'm just picturing these dudes as being super hot. Yeah, well, so. I mean, they're they're not. But I mean, I think it's going to make the story better for you in the long run. This shapes the story. Um, Sam is telling Dean that a mutual friend of theirs, let's say their na- his name is Garth, uh, was involved in a domestic dispute with his girl and was arrested over the weekend. And uh, and Sam is also saying, coming to the defense of Garth and saying, "Well, you know, I heard from Kevin that it would actually went down like this." And <laughs> Okay. You know, Garth's girlfriend came over, but she brought another guy, but Garth ended up getting arrested or whatever. Um, and then Sam, kind of just out of the blue, was like, yeah, I got I got locked up on one of those one time. <laughs> and I said, a, a, domestic, a domestic dispute? And the guy's like, yeah, uh, one weekend, me and my, my, my baby mama, which is how he referred to his ex-wife, yeah. <laughs> his baby's mama. That's what Sam, that's what Sam would say. Um, and I guess if I'm using words like baby mama, I need, I guess I need to be clear. The dude is, is white. Like he's, he's Cajun as hell. Like he's like that kind of new Orleans, like he has a real funny accent. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> so he, he starts describing this. Yeah. One Sunday, uh, me and my baby's mama got into it and we, um, she was beating me up. And uh, I tried to snatch my phone with her. She was trying to go through my messages. I was trying to snatch my phone with her from her when she started punching and hitting me. My lip was split open. I was bleeding. Uh, so I called the police. 
And when the police got there, they blamed Sam. They said, Sam, you, you were the one instigating by trying to take your phone from her. So we're going to arrest you and put you in jail. <laughs> we're going to take you to the jail. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sam's uh, baby's mama, let's just call her Amelia. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Amelia uh, apparently had a bit of a drug habit. So she decided to celebrate uh, Sam going to jail by inviting some of her uh, druggy friends and one of her boyfriends over to have a little drug party. Mm-hmm. Um, the word around, gets, because it's a small town, word about this little drug party gets around. Uh, Sam's mom, let's call her. <laughs> Mary. Mary? <laughs> I didn't realize this was going to work so well. I believe it. I did not plan this at all. Like, I didn't think it was going to work so great. Uh, Mary gets wind of it. Uh, uh, Mary comes over and she says, you know, this is my house. This house is in my name. Uh, I want you and all your druggy friends to get out of it. And, uh, <laughs> and Amelia says, actually, no, you gave this house to my husband. It's in his name. So we'll call the cops and we can settle this. So the cops were called and it turns out the house was in Sam Winchester, Sam, Sam's name. <laughs> I can't even say this. Mm-hmm, that was great face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amelia was in the right, which Mary did not take very nicely. She didn't take that. She didn't think that was a good thing. So she got a little crazy. So then they arrest Mary yeah. <laughs> and take her to jail. Yeah. And uh, now Mary and Sam are both in jail. Yeah. And, and then he, and he kind of stops for a minute. He goes, and that's how me and my mom both got arrested on the same day, on the same Easter Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> man oh yeah this guy's he's having a tough tough week <laughs> so yeah i thought that was that was yesterday and then today um one of my customers was complaining about one of their board members so these water utilities usually have like a a board of six or seven people that get together and make decisions about how best to operate the the water utility and um, this water utility has been around for like 30 years, and they've had the same wording on their water bills for most of that time. There's a there's some legalese that you have to put on a water bill in the state of Louisiana for like safe drinking water and things like that. Uh, apparently, some customer requested or asked this one particular board member, hey, what does this mean? And he was like, oh, well, we have to change our bill. We have to change the wording on this so that it's clearer to our customers. And uh, so apparently that started, that kicked off a four month adventure of them trying to (laughs) change the wording. And it went back and forth from like, let's add a word here to let's add a phrase here. Well, now that the text is all in red and it looks too hostile. Well, now it's all in bold. So it looks too hostile. And then you compound that with the fact that their the formatting on their bills has to be a certain way so that they can print out correctly on the, on the forms that they have on the actual like cut out perforated bills that they have. (laughs) So it was, they were having to like rejigger this whole thing every time this one particular board member decided to change stuff. And the chick that was like telling me that she's going through all of this stuff. And Chris, I am bored off my ass. I do not give a shit yeah. about this story. Yeah. And she says, man, I just thought I was going to have to stab that priest. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like I was kind of fading out. Like I wasn't really. Was that Dean Winchester? I wasn't really paying attention, but it turns out that the board member in question was a priest. And this chick was just confessing to wanting to stab him over some, over some formatting issues. <laughs> so uh, you work with some wild people. <laughs> I have, uh, I've got one more day of work tomorrow. I have to drive probably like five or six hours around, to, around the state. And then, uh, I'll be done. I'll be off until January. Oh man, I'm excited. I just, uh, I just spent like 
twelve hundred dollars today and another and committed to spending another fifteen hundred dollars uh on on gamer gear on or gamer what? gear yeah i got uh I, I, even though i don't stream i have to have a professional gaming chair uh so that was yeah. that was twelve hundred bucks <laughs> right there yes and then yes. uh and then i spent fifteen hundred dollars for instagram followers which is not a lot Fuck yeah apparently Fuck but yeah. I, you know yeah. it's, it's gonna be good yeah. for my streams my eventual my pro streaming so. career um this is completely off topic of what I was about to say, but I have a coworker that plays World of Tanks, and he's like real <laughs> okay. fucking serious about it. Like he's got a crew. Okay. They, they play like probably oh. fifteen hours like a day on the weekends and stuff. Like he's got Jesus. I mean, they're they are they're competing. Like apparently, there's some sort of esports thing. And uh, I don't know about. Have you ever looked at World of Tanks? No, it's it's. it's I've just heard ads for it on podcasts. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean it's it's it sounds like the most boring game in the world. To me. I mean, like I guess not boring, but it's, but it sounds it's a very simmy thing. So like you're you're being, you know, you have to. It's not arcadey. Like it's not like I'm going to haul ass around a thing and, and blow some tanks up. It's like right. okay, we're going to slowly approach this by pushing forward the right trend. Like it's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I guess that, that he makes it sound that boring anyway. Uh, <laughs> but he was telling me that uh, one of the guys in their squad is a big streamer and he's trying to. Uh, He's trying to get all of the rest of them to stream at the same time. And he's like, you know, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's not really working out that great. I was like, oh yeah. He goes, yeah, a lot of these guys, they don't have very good internet. So when they start streaming, <laughs> it just, it just makes the game suck. He goes, I really don't understand why we're doing it. And I was like, well, I said, how, how many, like, are you guys trying to get like subs? And he's like, yeah, yeah. They use all this fucking language. I don't know. He goes, subs and, and bits. He goes, I don't know what the fuck this is. I'm 50 years old. I don't give a shit about any of this. I said, well, how many, I said, how many, how many followers does he have? He's like, oh, he's almost broken a hundred. And I'm like, I've got a long time to go before you make this pro dog. <laughs> Man, oh man, this poor guy just like has a fun hobby that's like yeah. it's really gotten into. And then he said oh. uh, it gets distracting because when he's playing with his uh, with his buddies and they're streaming, he doesn't like read their chat or anything. But so like they're talking to people in their chat and not to the people they're playing the video game with. And he's like, and that's really bothers me too. And I'm like, maybe you should get some older dudes to play World of Tanks. Yeah, with. I don't know. What you need you. a new crew, dog. Oh man, what a what a fiasco. But no, I just spent a bunch of money on a. Uh, we're installing, uh, finally installing a bathtub in the master bathroom, so we'll have yeah. two tubs, and I'm pretty. Okay, you haven't bathed in what six months? Six, seven months. Well, I mean, it's been a year um, since, since the real since one. Since you last but, bathed, yeah. But uh, I kind of just stopped taking. Um, need to come up with a better term for this. We used to call it whore's bath in the back of the day, but that's probably not a good correct term to use for it now. But you know when you do like the the washcloth bath in the in the sink, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. 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 I don't what's is there a better phrase than whore's bath for that? There's got to be, right? I just I don't know. I just I've had to do it like my um hot water was gone a while ago. Mhm. And I did that, but it was just to wash my hair. So cuz I if I go like 15 minutes without washing my hair, <laughs> I look like a like a wet animal. It's <laughs> disgusting. I got my hair cut the other day and uh the chick used a different kind of gel in it and um I ended up buying a bottle of it because it looked so good. I was kind of excited about it. And I just I just bought the bottle like I wasn't really paying attention. Uh and, and and like it was a twenty dollar bottle of gel, which I should have been paying attention. Like I was just kind of in a hurry, so I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I was like, oh shit, twenty dollars, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, but then I got home and like I I pulled it out and came out. She's like, why does this say sex and hot on it? Like, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't pay attention. I just I thought it looked good. Uh, I keep actually every time I've got my haircut, I keep like waiting for them to try to sell me what they use on my hair, the product, because it's like. 
it's really good, but then they never do, and I never bring it up. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I probably should buy it, because it always looks way better when I leave here than it does at any other point. I somehow today, because I think static from from coats and blankets, whatever, I have very staticky hair in the winter. And it just, today it was just in the back, all like staticked out and up, like I had teased it. So I just look like I had a, like a real deal Billy Ray Cyrus Full of mullet. mullet. Yep. And I, I, it was like just almost like slightly separated from my head, like I was wearing a toupee. It was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> We've been Twitter friends long enough and, and real friends long enough so that you've seen the mullet picture of me that gets passed around this time of year, right? I'm sh- yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Good making, just making sure because that's always. Like- I had a mullet like a year ago. I mean, it wasn't like the, you know, what you picture when you see a mullet, mm-hmm. but it was when my hair was like really, really long. This was a couple of years ago now. And I was really tired of it being like, in my mouth all the time or like down down by my titties so i just cut it myself in the f- just the front thinking this will be an all right idea and i cut it up to like my eyes so i cut like you know six inches off and uh boy oh boy did it immediately just look like a mullet sure, just big yeah. old like big time <laughs> shithead 80s 80s like jock bully mullet i saw a uh, a billboard the other day for a, uh, a salon here and locally and uh it was it was like instead of being like we we do great haircuts it was like we fix color disasters oh all right <laughs> i was just like oh okay cool that's i guess that's a good business model but like we fix mullet disasters would be a good pretty good selling point like bring your mullet in we're gonna fix that up for you don't worry about yeah. it yeah. yeah the mullet disaster is the sam winchester story <laughs> <laughs> mullet disaster <laughs> I think I actually made a comment about Sam Sarah in this episode. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I um. Um. You want to do this? Yeah, sure. Why not? I wrote a couple serious notes. I don't remember exactly what they were, but I remember thinking, "Hmm, haven't done this in a while." What, so we'll see. What? We'll see. What kind of? I mean, like, what? What is a serious like, note in this context? Like, like we just had a really Kevin, emotional like, episode last uh, last week. Really dissecting Kevin and, and getting oh, getting okay. real about it. You know. I uh. I'm very well. We'll get into it. <clears throat> I was just about to start talking like we're just like just normal buds and we don't do this for yep. a, a podcast job or anything. Yep. Um, let me go find, let me go get my, let me go get my. I tell you, I finally got my package that was missing. Was that the Sonic Care toothbrush? <laughs> no, 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 no. The figurine, no, no. right? It was a figure. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Um, dude. I'm so happy. It was like it came and I was like, I don't even fucking care anymore. <laughs> like it, none of this stress was worth it. Man, um, I don't remember who the last person. I've really got to make a list. <laughs> really, gotta... you didn't. I don't think we said one last week. Did we not? I think it was okay. just a thank you to our patrons. Well, I'm going to go because she pledged ten dollars. I'm going to go Kaylee Ann. So, um, rock on. That's just my fucking prerogative, man. Yeah, I'm going to rock and I'm going to freaking roll. And if you want to try and stop me, that's on you, bro. You're about to release the the new. Um, stats in fireside i'm very excited about that hell yeah oh wait they just released the new chapter in fire emblem (laughs) kind of the same right it's a lot it's very similar yeah or uh it will tell you your monthly totals right um yeah they tell you uh your monthly goth levels because everyone's Everyone's goth goth now now. yeah just like hawkeye even the icon for the app is goth now i love that one of my my Twitter app lets me change the icon that appears on the phone in the home screen, huh. which I think is kind of cool. That's fun, yeah. All right, so I've got to block 
all of this stuff from downloading. I think my PS4, by the way, is still downloading stuff. Wait, it's been like three weeks. I know. <laughs> because what happens is uh, like stuff will get queued up, and then, of course, I've added some other stuff. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, why didn't it block the Xbox One? Oh, all right. I got to go dip into the anime channel really quick. So don't mind me while I post this. Um, hope somebody laughs at that. But I actually, I haven't actually loaded it up <laughs> and I haven't turned it on for like the last week. Cause I've just been playing, um, Xbox one stuff. I've just been playing like Ashen and see if these dude, I, I, I don't know if see if these is really your type of game, but I'd love to get you and, uh, CJ and myself on the mic and play some sea of thieves one day and go, go pirating across the world. It's a, I really, really want to, um, because Steve would tell me about it like every morning when we drive to work. He told me about this one experience that he has. This is a while ago now. Um, where he was like sailing along and he was playing by himself. He was like waiting for somebody else to come join him. And he was sailing along. I can't remember. But um, he said over the mic, he got close enough to another ship that he just heard somebody yell, Ahoy, mateys! Be ye friend or foe? <laughs> Yes. And I can't I can't remember how much of that is true and how much of that we've just made up because we we joked about it so much for like two months. Like just be ye true, friend yeah. or foe, <laughs> and that is how you have to play like <laughs> doing a weird pirate voice. We um, first off, that game is fucking gorgeous. Like I don't like I, d- I did not expect because all of the stuff that I've seen coming out of that game is like um you know the the stupid antics you can get up to where you can like steal mm-hmm. people's ships or whatever, but like the day night cycle is so accelerated that you're pretty much constantly looking at sunrises or sunsets or uh, beautiful uh, Aurora Borealis in the sky or whatever, uh, just fucking gorgeous, which I did not expect. Um, but me and CJ, we were on our little like two person ship, our little schooner. And we're just, we're like, we, we got a quest. We found a, a, we found a map in a bottle and it took us, to, we had to kind of match up an Island. So we were going to go all the way down South to this Island. I forget what it was called. Um, as we're going along, uh, CJ, the way the game works, like I don't, you've probably seen the way the game works. Like I'm steering, which I get very limited visibility because there's a giant sail in my way, right? Like so, it's it's one of these like right. kind of realistic things. CJ is all the way at the top. Um, I don't know what you, the crow's nest. He's at the crow's nest, looking around, and he's like, and I hear him go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Oh shit, what's going on?" So I start like wildly turning my head around while also trying to keep the the boat on course. And he's like, "There's something stalking us." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And eventually, I finally like I had to break off from the steering wheel. I'm sure there's there's a better term for that, uh, but break off from the steering wheel and look around. And it's this like prehistoric looking shark thing. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, shark. yeah. I think I think I've heard about that. And it starts uh, it starts circling the ship. And I'm like, what the fuck do we do? Like, we tried to, like, <laughs> run away, and it kept following us, and it would just circle the ship getting closer. So then I got the bright idea. I was like, okay, we've got two cannons. Um, it's circling the ship. Let's load both cannons, but one of us will get on each side, and then we'll see if we can shoot it from the ship and see if we can kill it. Uh, and doing that seemed to piss it off even more, because then it started yeah. attacking the ship. <laughs> yep. And then it, uh, it, once it started attacking the ships, the ship it burst a hole in the ship and we started sinking and then we drowned and then we we had to start over again so that checks out yeah sounds like life uh life on the uh on the high seas it's it's very true yeah there was a point when i was writing my novel where i was pretty sure 
there was going to be pirates and, and seafaring adventures in it. I was just like, yeah, that's just the thing I want to do, right? No, Chris, that doesn't fit. Stop trying to make everything fit into one thing. <laughs> it's not a real thing, Chris. Stop it's not, it. Do it later. <laughs> All right. Now we can we can actually start. Now we can do it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Ahoy, mateys. <laughs> Be, Be wonderful. <laughs> Does that high-pitched 13-year-old yeah. voice? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. the uh, All of the hate mail that I used to get from Dark Souls from 13-year-olds was so good. I just, I'll never forget the one where he, the guy was like, I was just sitting there practicing my parries, and you're over there like actually trying. I'm like, dude, I, I invaded <laughs> you, and then I killed you. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Please don't get mad yeah. at me. Anyway. Also, you're practicing. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> fucking pra- nerd? You're practicing your parrying, or what? By <laughs> you geek. The thing was, and I, I remember it distinctly. I think I even have the the YouTube video of it up. I think I just spawned into uh, Ulusil Township, and he was literally just standing beside the bonfire, hitting the parry button over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm this practicing. Is, I'm practicing, guys. <laughs> collapsible can insulator if you will mm-hmm. to make sure i'm specifying that very well um mm-hmm. so yeah definitely go check all of that stuff out it's a cool yeah. place to be hello chris hello jeremy did you just not talk there is that what was happening i said yeah at the same time i don't want to interrupt you again here i am screwing everything up I'm a I'm showing a a solid connection, but you sound like a fucking robot. Do you want to try to no and and join re- rejoin real quick? Okay, wait, is better if I sing? No, you sound like you sound like fucking T Pain when you're doing that. I'm gonna have to. Do like, I sound a, like I'm out of tune. Yeah. Oh yeah, you sound like you're you're, you're like you're yeah. Like, <laughs> give me a, I'm on a boat for me real quick. I want to see if that'll work. I'm on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good okay i'm gonna disconnect i'm just singing that doesn't even sound like t-pain all right yeah on your if i can't record your audio then i can't hear the weird connection issue your audio is gonna be fine yeah that's true okay so we have managed to derail this uh like four minutes into the actual podcast so good good job us i'm gonna bring us back in you ready okay yeah i'm ready Worn out from the first two trials, it seems unlikely that BKS will ever kick again, and there's still one more trial to go. That one was excruciating. I, mean, I just gotta say it. Yeah, you, um... Um... Whoops. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're... I don't know if it's my internet or yours, but, like, you robot it throughout that entire thing. Can, it was, I, I, I it wasn't... It wasn't funny, so you didn't miss anything. <laughs> This is going. This yeah, is, this is a weird episode. We're doing really well tonight. Um, I'm gonna try to block a bunch of shit on my router and see if it'll help. Yeah, let me close. I don't know. I don't have anything open. Um, <clears throat> my router just kept mad at me because I tried to block the device that I was connecting to it on. So that's not gonna work. From the window to the wall. And of course, now it's working fine. Like now, you're coming through. You're clearly. Do you really want to block access? Yes. All right. To the blood nuts out my Yeah, no. say it, say it, finish it, do it. <laughs> to the to the blood nuts out my balls. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you stop that in the middle of a hoedown. You're gonna have to go all the way. Um <clears throat> Ah skeet, skeet. All right, all right. 
<laughs> All right, I'll get I'll get us back into it. Thank you, Chris. Uh, this week we're <laughs> so stupid. Goddamn welcome. <laughs> when the angels. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what is wrong with me today. I'm just making all sorts of weird noises. My, you got gamer mouth. mouth. I got. Oh God, that sounds so. What's that? Was that licking a controller? What is that? What is gamer mouth? What is that? That's one way to get gamer mouth. <laughs> it's, it's the most fun way. Am I right, Chris? <laughs> uh, let me lick your stick, baby. And when Dean finally says, "Like, no, no, you you get some rest," he's like, "Okay, I'll do that too." And he basically just passes yeah. out on the bed. Sorry, I was yawning. Classic long Chris Mosier pauses there. He caught me in a yawn. <laughs> oh, let me take a sip of water. My mouth is so dry. Blotted, 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 blotted